0: People are definitely surprised. Yeah. <laughs> they first seem to like, oh, is she like, okay, like maybe she's a teenager, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 14. They're like, what, you're 14? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're like, how long would you start this? And I go through like everything with them. They're like, it's not that they're amazed by it, but they're kind of just like shocked a little bit.
1: Welcome to the irresistible factor, a podcast where I talk to founders and investors and retailers about what it takes to launch successful brands from developing a compelling proposition and brand identity, to raising capital, to getting distribution, and more. My name is Christy Bridges, and I'm a marketing expert with tons of experience and a true love for all things health and wellness. Welcome to today's episode of The Irresistible Factor. I have a really special guest I'd like to introduce today. So I am going to introduce you to Ava Faustini, who has a really unique story about her brand. She is the founder of 1023 Gelato. Ava, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, I'm really excited to have you tell your story. And there's a lot of interesting, surprising things about your story. So I'm going to start by saying to all of my listeners, Ava is... 14 years old. Yeah. And founded this brand. Can you say when you founded it? Remind me. It was the summer of 2021, I believe. So you founded it when you were 11 or 12? Yeah, I was turning 12 years old. This is an amazing story, you guys. So everyone who is a founder or considering being a founder and thinks they don't know how to do it and can't do it, you have to hear this story because it's phenomenal. So Ava, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this even happened? How did this come to be?
0: After quarantine, I like saw on the news and everything about how everybody was so separated in a way. And my mom told me that I had to do something over the summer and that I couldn't just sit home and sit on the couch and watch TV all day. I decided that I wanted to do something for my community. And I decided that I was going to start my own popsicle business where I was selling dairy-free gelato, sorbet, and normal gelato popsicles. And I, re- my main goal was just to get people to like take their masks off and have a delicious treat in hand while being able to smile and see each other in person. I started flavor development and things like that. And here I am now. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions, because when a mom tells a kid to
1: do something and not sit around, most of the time they go outside and do something. But you decided to start a company. So... How did you even come up with like what made you think, OK, well, I'm going to I'm going to build something. Did you think about it that way or were you
0: literally just like I'm going to do something that makes people happy? I really just wanted to think about like making people happy. I wanted a reason for people to be able to like, take off the mask and smile with a delicious treat in hand. And it was really about like being able to meet people and see people because I've always loved meeting new people. I've always like loved gelato. I went to Italy a year before when I where I actually learned how to make gelato in a little town called San Gimignano.
1: That's really interesting because you did have some inspiration, right? It wasn't like you just didn't know anything about gelato. You had at least taken a class.
0: Yeah, I had taken a class with my family. It was a very touristy thing to do, yes. but I really found my love and like my passion for it there. Amazing. And when you decided to do it, you know, a lot of founders, I've interviewed
1: a bunch of them. A lot of founders don't necessarily know what they're doing and i think that's what lets you do the things that are so hard because i think you don't really know how it's going to be but you you weren't thinking i'm going to start a brand i'm going to grow it i'm going to sell it to a big company you were just thinking about doing something in the moment that made you feel good when did you decide it was going to become
0: a business well about like maybe i would say at the end of the summer when i stopped selling my popsicles at the farmers market so starting to close due to the weather And my mom and my dad were like, well, what do you want to do now with this? So I decided that I would take all my best-selling flavors, which happened to be my dairy-free gelato popsicles, and put them in a pint, which is my 1023 gelato line of five flavors. And I also added some additional flavors. So I really just went from there. And I was like, wow, after I started selling things and going to meetings and meeting different distributors and things like that, I was like, wow, I can really make this into something special. And I would love to do that. Wow. And so then what happened? How did you do it? How did you, because you have distribution in a few stores, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really started with flavor development. I already had the flavors Armour and a Cherry and Frozen Nut Chocolate that were both dairy-free made with a coconut base. But I worked on adding new flavors like salted caramel, pecan, Sicilian pistachio, and pomegranate. So I worked with Malcolm Stogo, who um, he is, they call him the king of ice cream. And he really has encouraged me throughout this time. I wouldn't be here without him. And he helps seriously commercialize all my recipes. So I come up with the ideas and together we work on flavor development, different like flavor notes that I want in it and things that I think would make it special.
1: How do you decide, like, so I'm going to make these flavors and then you go and get someone to help you with flavor development. Where does that come from?
0: Well, I know that I want my brand to be more of like a gourmet. Like I don't want to be serving anything that's extra sweet, like a cookie dough or like a cookie monster. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a special brand with flavors that you can't find anywhere. Okay. So I made it a point to bring in armor and cherries from Italy and Sicilian pistachios and the best ingredients that I can find. And how do you find them? How do you do it? Well, Malcolm is definitely a big help. He has the commercial grade equipment. He has like a facility. And he gets me like all my ingredients and makes it for me. How do you, how did you get connected to him? Actually, my dad, he had done tons of research and he found him. He's like, I think that this would be the best fit for you. So I emailed him and we like called a little bit. And then finally I drove up to see him and we had our meeting and he's like, I really believe in you. And I think that you can create something special. So um, help me. And yeah. That's incredible. And talk about I mean,
1: I think if any if people didn't hear me saying how old you were at the beginning, they wouldn't believe how old you are. So how did you like now you have a business. Do you know how to make business plans? Is that something that you do? I know you have help from your parents, but you're also doing a lot of this on your own, and you have definitely got the entrepreneurial spirit for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: so do you do you do all the things like that? Well, everything like when I, it comes to going to meetings, and getting new clients and things like that, I handle all that myself. And my parents know that I kind of need my space. And I do all my deliveries myself. But sadly, because I can't drive, I really rely on them to bring me places. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mainly handle like everything myself. And I try my best to like not ask for help if it's not needed. I, mm-hmm. I really think it's important for me to learn how to do yeah. that.
1: Do you do financial planning? Do you
0: figure out your cost of goods? Like, are you doing all of that stuff? So I try my best to keep my cost as low as it can with still trying to have a good product. Mm -hmm. Because of like, just like today, in general, like prices have gone up on things. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly trying to find different ways to keep the same, like way that I'm making it and keep the same, like good flavor of it. Yeah, and, like, the same creaminess with the the ingredients that maybe are coming at a cheaper price to keep my costs the same. How many stores do you have distribution in right now? I currently am in Sickles Market, both the red, like, both locations that they have, Ferrucci's Market in Little Silver. I'm also in Mugsy's in Point Pleasant, mm-hmm. and I also it's also sold at Bonacera. Wow. Okay.
1: How do you make sure that you have the right amount for supply? Like, do you know every month what's going to
0: happen? Are you trying actively to get new distribution? It's definitely harder because in the summertime, I'm selling both my popsicles. Like, I enjoy personally going out, I do different private events and things like that. So, we have two giant chest breeders in the garage. And Malcolm, who is my co packer, works at his facility about an hour away. So I tell them what I need. Usually I order more during the summertime than the winter because obviously I'm selling more in the summertime. Yeah. I kind of just get it in stock in my garage. I have two giant chest freezers and whenever a restaurant needs it or a store needs it, I'm constantly emailing them if they need anything.
1: Yep. And are you finding, are you looking for more, like, are you wanting to
0: grow it? Are you looking for more stores to carry it or are you feeling good about what you're doing right now? I would definitely love to grow it. And that's my main thing I like to do in the next six months. I'm currently working on 15 more flavors, Mm -hmm. dairy-free and regular gelato to add to my line. I also like to get into a few more stores, like local businesses, local pasta shops, and things that both all clientele will be at. So older kids, adults, younger, like little kids,
1: so things like that. I want to ask you two questions and you can answer them in whatever order you want. I want to know what the most exciting and fun part has been. And I want to know what the most challenging part has been.
0: So I think that the most fun part is definitely like meeting new people. I've always like loved meeting new people and talking to them. So I think that I just love doing like private events. Recently, I did an event at an elderly home. hmm and it was like so much fun. I met tons of people and it was just like such a good experience for me. So I love going out there and being able to share my story with others.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I would say the most difficult part is kind of like balancing it. Definitely like being in school, playing a sport, having extracurricular activities, tons of homework on top of this. It's definitely sometimes a struggle. And I think that you can see it in the fall when I play my main sport is definitely the least amount of time Mm -hmm. when I'm like doing different like development. It's interesting because most of the founders
1: that I interview, this is their only job. They focus 100% on the business and growing it. And you're doing it while you're doing a whole full-time life that has nothing to do with this. So I think that's really interesting. Do you get exhausted? Do you get, do you ever get to the place where you're like, no, I can't do it anymore. I just can't.
0: Not really. I mean, I really just love it. And I like prepare myself for, I know that school's coming up. I'm going to play a sport. I'm going to be making new friends, things like that. So I really think, oh, summertime, I'm going to start on flavor development. Like recently, we have a fig tree in my backyard. I decided that I was going to start working on a new fig gelato. So I schedule out my time for different things. That way, I'm not as stressed when it comes to the time where I would have lots of tests or quizzes or a whole nother life. Do you have a really strict calendar that you keep? I definitely like use the calendar app. It's like my, like my pride. It's like, I, it's all I like use. It's my favorite yeah. in the world. So I think I definitely like I'm a big planner. I'm very good at organizing things. I've been like that since the sixth grade. I like, I try to keep it very tight. You must have to, I mean, you're doing, you're living two, two
1: completely different lives. One is the, the life of a, of a founder of a brand, which is so hard. And then the other is a high school kid. That's completely <laughs> with, that's an athlete. That's so full do you feel like you're making trade-offs like with your personal life and your school life
0: and in mean, service of the business? Because I feel like my parents always tell me that my academics will come first because it always like matters more. Not yep. that like I have I need to keep my priorities straight because my academics will show for the rest of my life. Right. So um I've always like kept that as a first. Now that I'm on a varsity sport, it's definitely harder. Yeah. But I kind of take down time during my time when I'm playing a hard sport versus like the winter or the summertime when I'm not playing a sport.
1: Yep. Yep. How much help do you have on the business
0: side? My parents definitely like help a lot because I can't drive. So it's definitely like really hard for me to get things done when like I have to like schedule it around like my parents schedule as well. Cause it's like, oh, well, when can you drive me? I need to go yep. here. I need to do this in addition to, I need to be at school. I need to go to this practice. I need to be doing this flavor development.
1: <laughs> so funny. And when you go to, so do you go present to like, did you present to Sickles? Did you
0: present to Buenos Aires? So um, I started with, usually I like meet the owner first. Mm-hmm. I do the meeting all by myself. I make sure that I talk about it. I don't want anybody to think that it's my parents' Who, like, and I'm just like the face of it because I try my best to for people to know like how hard I work to,
1: yeah. What's the reaction you're getting from people? Are they surprised? People are definitely
0: surprised. <laughs> yeah, they first seem to be like, Oh, is she like, okay, like maybe she's a teenager, and then I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm 14. They're like, What you're 14? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, they're like, How long would you start this? And I go through like everything with them. They're like, It's not that they're amazed by it, but they're kind of just like shocked a little bit. Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, it's a really hard thing to do.
1: The people that it's a hard thing to do to found a business and make it successful, and understand how to grow it in a way that is either profitable or at least not losing money. And so there's a lot to it. And it's I'm sure it's surprising for people when you walk into the room. Do you feel like they treat you the way you would expect to be treated as an adult founder, or do you get a mix?
0: When I'm out, like, for example, when I'm selling other things, and I'll, like, be, like, a farmer's market, things like that, and I'm, like, oh, hi, like, do you want to try this? I'm sampling this. People are definitely a little, like, taken back by and they don't know how to react to a yeah. young child, I guess, coming up to them. But after I tell them my store, I think people start to be, like, oh, wow. Like, and then they finally start to understand it.
1: Yeah. Have you met with any bigger stores yet, like
0: local Whole Foods or anything like that? I haven't yet, but, like I definitely like something I would really love to do Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: definitely trying really like hard to work on that. But if I would, I don't want to come with just five flavors. I would would like to have multiple options. So I would first like to focus on making new flavors and releasing them.
1: What made you decide to
0: do the dairy gelato? Because I know you started with non-dairy. Well, personally, the dairy free was always selling the best when I was selling my popsicles in the beginning. So I thought, well, what could go wrong with me selling the dairy free? so I decided to do that. And then people would be like, Oh, I don't really know about dairy free. They're skeptical at first. that would be good to not really, it's not that I'm ruining the gelato, but I think that'd be interesting to have like a classic gelato. That's like exactly the way that I learned how to do it in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. It's more of a personal choice for me to do both of them. Yeah. What's
1: next? Where do you want to see this go? And, and how do you, how do you think you're going to get it there?
0: So I would definitely like to get into like some bigger stores. And work on multiple flavors. And I definitely think that it's hard for me to think about other things. I have so much on my plate already. But I know that I would like to be bigger. And I know that I would like to just go places. Mm -hmm. And even if it doesn't end up happening, I just am appreciative of the experience I'm getting by doing this. That's awesome. That's a really good attitude. Like my friends, if I talk to them about something like this, like, well, what are you talking about? It makes sense to me, but not as much to them. Of course. Of course not. Because mostly people don't
1: know about these things until they're in the middle of them when they're yeah. done with all the other things.
0: So it's like life experience. I think yeah. that will like, like get out of this the most.
1: Okay. Anything else that we haven't covered that you want to share about what you're doing or what your vision is? I really don't think so. I think that we all like covered it all really well. So at the end of every podcast, I ask the founders to give a little bit of advice, something they learned that they want to share with someone who's either Deciding to start a brand, struggling with the brand, anything?
0: I would definitely say is like, don't stop if you feel that people are like, if you feel like you're failing. And I've definitely had times where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so stressed because it's always adults that are talking to you. Yeah. But I would say for like a young person, don't be afraid of adults and don't <laughs> be of people that are older than you. I'm afraid of adults, and I am one. <laughs> I think that's mainly your your peers who you're always most scared of, but everyone's really just there to encourage you. And they really, it's a good community as long as you're surrounding yourself with people that care about you.
1: Did you get a lot of no's at the beginning? Like were people like, no, I don't really, I'm not interested or you can't possibly
0: know what you're talking. Like, did you get that ever? I think that it's definitely like my parents, when they were near me more, I think that people thought that was more approachable. Yeah. After I was like, I need to like do this alone. I need to be able to like, tell people, like, that's it's my story. It's my thing. At first, I did get some no's, but I know that I need to keep going because there's always that one person that says yes. And when that one person is talking to you and other people over here, it's like, oh, wow, listen to what she's doing. She's selling gelato. That flavor sounds great.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden,
0: people are interested. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you haven't raised money yet on your own, right? Like, you haven't gone to an investor and tried to get funded or any of those things yet. <laughs> Okay. So that'll be interesting to hear about. I want to keep in touch with you because I want to see where you take the brand and I'd love to know like I think in 6 months or something when you've got your other flavors developed and you start to get more distribution I'll, I'd love to have you back on just to share what's happened yeah. and how you've progressed. I think it's really fantastic what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I'm um, yeah. actually I'm currently also trying to move from I've been labeling all my pints myself. Oh wow. With stickers? I'm working on custom pints currently for each flavor. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of work. You do a lot of work. Yeah.
1: A <laughs> well, lot of work. It's actually like kind of soothing at first when you're putting the labels on. Yeah. That's, that's funny. A lot of people say that about certain kinds of tasks and that's probably one of them where your brain just shuts down and you can,
0: yeah. And then you realize, well, wow, I have 400 left to go. Maybe I should start doing this
1: faster. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I'm blown away and I cannot wait to get this podcast up.
0: <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Irresistible Factor. I'm Christy Bridges, and I can't wait to see you next Wednesday.